What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Student Built Startups podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Stone, entrepreneur and marketing analytics student at UMD. I interview student entrepreneurs to share their stories and business strategies. Today's guest will speak about how to prospect for clients in a new business. Now, he has a ton of experience with this from starting an online distributorship business through a parent company. He'll be sharing his story and how his education has played a role in it. I encourage you to go check out his Facebook and Instagram page at iansalazar.official. I'm excited to introduce you all to Ian Salazar. Hey, Ian, super happy to have you here on the Student Built Startups podcast. I'm really excited to talk with you. Uh, I'll have you start off by saying hello to everyone listening and sharing one interesting thing about yourself. Uh, welcome, everyone. Okay, I want to say hello to you, to everyone here listening right now. And hello, Mabuhay from the Philippines. And I just want to share something, one crazy fact about myself. It's very funny. I'm actually allergic to a vegetable. Are you familiar familiar with eggplant? Yes, yes, I'm familiar with the eggplant, yeah. <laughs> okay, so honestly, I'm allergic to that. <laughs> so I, had, I have troubles in eating that specific vegetable. But other vegetables, I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, well, that is, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I'm allergic to watermelon, so that's kind of a, a funny thing about oh. me as well. So... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, vegetables are weird. Yeah. That's good for the body. Yes, yes. All right. So we'll start off talking a little bit about your education and entrepreneurial story. So if you want to share a little bit about that with the audience, including some things about the business that you're working on right now. When I was in high school, I started I studied in a science based high school. So to be part in a science high school, it's actually good for your for your for your resume. <laughs> and for for college, uh, I actually studied in another prestigious school as well here in the Philippines. So it's actually good too in our resume. <laughs> but uh, in, in the entrepreneurial part, uh, yeah, I, I just, actually I started doing businesses in when I was seventeen. Actually, I started a freelance business when I was just seventeen, and it's it was a freelance software developer business. But it only lasted for two years, and after two years. I started my new business right now, which is uh, a distributorship business. All right. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so what, what inspired you to start your first business when you uh, were getting involved in all this? Oh, okay. Uh, actually, I was inspired when I was... Are you familiar with Robert Kiyosaki? Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Because when I read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, I had a great insight. I saw the great insight of actually starting a business or actually being... Actually, getting the financial freedom by using using the platform of businesses or investments. That's why I started an, an, a business at an early age. All right, cool, cool. That's that's pretty interesting. So Robert Kiyosaki kind of uh, inspired you to go out and start your own thing. Yes. What did you kind of do to learn how to go about starting a business? Like, what steps did you take to um, go down that path to learn what to do? Oh, okay. Uh, first of all, I just started by. Researching the internet <laughs> okay. because at first I was thinking of the skills, the specific skills, the quality or the mindset of a of an entrepreneur. Because I'm of I'm more of a growth centric person. Okay, so since I know I'm just young, I I think I believe that I still have things to learn. I still have time to grow. That's that's why I started there first. Just growing the mindset, growing the thinking, growing the skills. Then I know if I do that first, I'm very sure that success will follow after. All right, cool. So you started off researching on the internet and then kind of developing the right mindset that you needed to uh, get started down that path. Um, so 
what would you what would you say is your favorite thing that you do revolving around your day-to-day business activities okay uh, what i really like about my business right now is actually meeting different people from different backgrounds so i meet people around my age around uh, my mother's age around my sister's age in other words i just really like meeting different people every day yeah yeah that's cool i can I can relate. I like I like this podcast because I get to meet a bunch of new people uh, through this as well. So that is definitely a really yeah a really cool thing. What was your biggest fear when you started your business, and what did you do to overcome that? Okay, what was my biggest fear? Judgment from my parents, since uh, I my both my parents are very highly educational uh, advocate. Both of them are teachers, and they believe that. Before I should start something really big like a business, okay, they should believe that I should have the right capital or the right, uh, the right education. Since here in the Philippines, uh, most people are more concerned about your degree, not actually your skills or your passion or your dreams. And I overcame that fear by just actually proving them wrong and just actually doing what I love, actually doing this business, but but by actually just doing it, okay. Since I'm not the, they're not the one who will benefit from my business. Actually, me, but. Yeah, it's just about that. It's just about realizing your desires, realizing realizing your dreams. Because if your dreams and your desires are actually bigger than your fears, then you're you'll push on. Yeah, yeah. I really liked what you said there. I know a lot of people listening right now are going to be able to relate to that. Um, it's I think that almost anybody who has big dreams or aspirations have somebody in their life that they feel might judge them because they're going to take a different route than what is expected. Um, and a lot of times parents is that like they always have good intentions and they are always wanting the best for you. Um, but sometimes they just can't see the path that you have in mind. And um, sometimes you have to just go and uh, show them what you want to do instead of maybe tell them. So I really liked what you said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so let's switch over to talking a little bit about uh, distributorships. So I know your business is a distributorship business. Um, and for people listening right now, they may not be 100% sure what a distributorship is. So if you could start off by explaining a little bit about what's involved with that. Oh, okay. Uh, basically, a distributor business is where you partner with a parent company or two or more companies where you distribute, you market the products either offline or online. But in my case, I just partnered with one, and I market them offline and online. Cool, cool. Um, you mind if I ask a little bit about like how you go about marketing them offline and online? Like what things that you do for them? Okay, so basically, basically it's uh, two parts. Okay, the first is for the first one is active marketing. So actually, I actually approach people literally. Like I chat them, I know them, I, I try to know them more, I try to connect with them. Uh, for example, uh, let's say we are strangers right now. I try to know what you are, what you do, what your passions, what your dreams. In other words, I really like to connect with them. Mm-hmm. And if and if I know if I can feel that somehow they they will the products will be beneficial for them, I'll try to offer it to them. And if they are interested, I try to present it to them. If they will, if they like it, they will buy it. Yeah, that's the first part. Actually, the second part is actually more positive. The second part is actually just. Passive marketing. Are you familiar with attraction marketing? Attraction marketing is just really showing people, let's say in social media, what your what your lifestyle is about, or what your life, what your product is about, what your what are the benefits of your product offering. Uh, in other words, it's just really show. It's just really just posting in social media, but rather it's a more 
uh, values value giving it's more value giving to them so that's so that's that's attraction marketing okay you're really attracting them to your product or your business gotcha gotcha cool that's that's pretty cool um so what led you to choosing to go the path of a distributorship versus starting something from scratch okay that's actually a nice question since uh in our team that's actually the one i shared recently uh actually started a distributorship rather than from scratch because uh, I saw the opportunity of an existing system and writing along the system. Uh, for example, uh, I'll give you an analogy. The founder of, actually the pioneer, I mean the pioneer of the social network was not very known. Andrew Winrich. So are you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. <laughs> that's really, uh, that's actually normal. That's a normal answer because actually Andrew Winrich is the found, is the person who first created the first social network, but he was not fair, very famous. Okay. But are you familiar with Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy who, uh, we all know them and his, his Facebook. Okay. It's very successful right now, but Facebook was not the first social media, social media platforms ever existed. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, do you see that picture? Uh, the, the pioneer did that was not successful, but the the, the one who wrote the, the the trend in social media platform was really successful. That's what I really saw in starting this in this distributorship business because there was a system that really existed and people really getting successful in this business. That's why I realized, hey, I'm just young. Maybe I can learn something a lot from this. Maybe it's just do the business and maybe I can learn from it. That's and maybe after twenty years. Ten years, I can do other businesses as well. Yeah, that makes really good sense. Actually, you 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 notice that this company they already had a platform set up with some structure that you could jump right into and learn some things and go through the process um, and have a higher probability of success because it was already structured out for you. Well, we're about halfway through the episode now, so we're going to take a moment for a brief advertisement. Hey there. You're listening to the Student Built Startups podcast, so I'm assuming that you like listening to things that provide great value. Well, I'm going to fill you in on a little secret that I've heard of recently on how you can get some more free audio content that'll bring great value. Audible.com is a huge library of awesome audiobooks. And the best part is that your first month is free and you get to keep the first book that you order 100% free. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity. You can get your free one-month trial and free book at audibletrack.com slash sbspod that is audibletrack.com slash sbspod the link is in the show notes so uh, what are some of the benefits i know you i guess that kind of covered some of them but what are some of the benefits of a distributorship business versus um starting something from scratch i know there is the the sense of like having a path kind of laid out for you but is there other benefits outside of that that you can think of okay so I have mentors, actually so many mentors in this business right now. Uh, most of them are older than me. Okay. But I actually met one that is just around my age. So, and then the, and the second thing is, um, let's see here. The second benefit is the, actually the support, the support group that they have. Since we both know that the path of entrepreneurship is actually sometimes very hard and sometimes very lonely and we all need uh, with support just to, especially for teams, uh, because some teams are really struggling in their emotions or either in their problems. And I really think that a strong support group whenever, well, not just in entrepreneurship, but 
specifically entrepreneurship rather. Uh, especially entrepreneurship really need a strong support group and that's what I really see in this business right now. Yeah. That is really that is really cool. Both of those benefits are very important things. I've heard a ton of great things about mentors and having mentors there to help guide you is going to be a super beneficial thing. And then also those kind of support groups and having a community that you can get involved with is never a bad thing. It's only going to help you grow as a person. So yeah, those are two really great benefits. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Um, so now we're going to jump in. You, you said a little bit about like uh, prospecting in your pre-interview stuff. Um, and you said prospecting is like a key element of your business. So if we could talk a little bit about that, start off maybe by explaining a little bit about what exactly is prospecting and like, how do you go about prospecting in your business? Okay. So, uh, prospecting is really, uh, it's actually more in a day to day activity. Okay. Not just in my business, but rather people are actually doing it every day, but they don't notice it <laughs> because, uh, actually it's a two part process. Uh, it's, it's main essence is actually, uh, Meeting someone and meeting someone, complimenting them, connecting with them, building their trust, building their trust for you, building your own brand in other ways. Then after you build the trust, you actually have to know them more. So we ask questions. How, oh, how's your family? Or do you have any family? Do you have any kids? Uh, what are your dreams? Do you have any plans? Long term, short term? Then if they actually have any problems that are, that you can solve, you try to offer them, but not in a salesy way. <laughs> so that's prospecting. You just actually connect with them, uh, person in a personal matter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I have a little experience with that as well. I worked as a personal trainer at a gym uh, here for a while, and a large part of that is prospecting. I mean, I worked as like a a position where basically I just stood in the gym and helped people out and built relationships with people, and that was like the prospecting uh, part of my job as a personal trainer so i can relate with that and it is a important important part of business yes <laughs> so uh what are five important things about prospecting like five tips that you think everyone could benefit from okay so that's actually a nice question since i think everyone will benefit really benefit from this even the kids and even the adults because the first tip in prospecting or actually connecting with them is Actually, connecting with them just by complimenting them. Okay, so let's for, let's say for example, let's say uh, five minutes ago I just for, first met you and actually initiated the conversation and so forth. In other words, I just connected with you. So be confident with that and just compliment them because that way they will immediately immediately trust you. I'm actually thinking about psychology right now. Okay, the second tip is listening well. That's the most second most important because. Most of the people, some people I know where they connect, try to connect to people, try to know them more. Most of them try to connect, actually. They try to uh, make some effort, uh, try to know them. But the thing is, uh, some of them don't actually listen to their, what, who they're talking to. I listen more carefully, listen more sincerely, know their needs, know their, actually what they're saying. Some are just, uh, passively listening. So, so their friends or their partner's words come from here to there. To the ears. <laughs> so listening is actually uh, listening is my second tip. My third tip is actually just being confident because be, by being confident, you actually you can actually connect with other people. <laughs> just think of it like uh, I'm you're looking for a new friend in college or in any university, and you actually need just really want someone to talk to. 
So that's that, that's my third tip, just being confident. And fourth is um smiling. So just by smiling, you spread the positivity. And by smiling, uh, you make the other people or the third party really uh, see the positivity in you. They, and if they really see that, or if they saw that in you, it would really like you immediately. So that's that. And the fifth, and my fifth tip is just continue on doing this. <laughs> so just continue on doing the four things because that's actually what I actually do every day. Uh, it's an it's everyday action. If you do, if, and if you keep re- repeating those four things, uh, actually get you actually getting we will get good at it yeah no thanks for sharing those i really i really agree with you that those are four or five very important parts of prospecting and um i'm sure that everyone listening is going to be able to take some value out of that so that is awesome what are some of the most common mistakes that you see people make when they're doing prospecting <laughs> okay Actually, that's very fun. That's very funny question. Uh, imagine this. Uh, let me tell you a story for this part. Uh, imagine this. If a stranger tries to tries to approach you and know you a little bit, let's say what, about your background, what you're what you're doing, do you have any family, kids, uh, what are your dreams? Then all of a the sudden, they actually try to sales pitch sales pitch you. So that's the number. That's the most common man. Uh, that's the most common mistakes. Try trying to sell on the spot, <laughs> since actually a lot all. Actually, not all. Almost all people not really hate being sold to. Uh, being being sold or selling something to them. Okay, so it's not about actually trying to sell them. Rather, actually connecting with them than trying to share something to them. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, I know a lot of people don't like to be sold to, and they don't like to feel like somebody is just trying to sell to them. Um, especially after they just ask them some questions and they felt like they were starting to make a friend. And then if they feel like they're starting to get sold to right away, it might not uh, come across the best way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what is uh, some of the best ways or the best way to go about finding new clients or customers for a business? Okay. Uh, that's actually a nice question since both of my business, actually my previous business and my this is right now, they actually have the same way of actually getting your clients. It's either through approaching them through social media, uh, knowing, actually reaching them out physically. So that was possible back then before this lockdown. Uh, so, so right now it's just pure online. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's actually about it. Just actually approaching them and try to connect with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are always good, good ways to go about it. Um, so... We're going to move on to the last part of the interview, the Fast Five section. I'll ask you five questions, and we'll go through them pretty quick. First question here is, what is the most valuable class or course that you have taken? I just, I just recently took it. Uh, it's about social media marketing. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a great thing to learn learn about because it's going to be it's super relevant right now, and it's going to be super relevant moving forward into the future as well. So that's really cool. Um, so what is one book that you would recommend? Number one book that I would recommend is How to Win Friends and Influence People. <laughs> All right. That's the second time that's been re- uh, recommended. Uh, yeah. So that's a really great book that I've heard of. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm going to have to. Okay. So I really could recommend it to you, Cameron. <laughs> it's really helpful. Okay. I've heard a lot of great things about it. So I, I might add that to my, my shopping list. So what is one business tool that you would recommend? Let's go for 
productivity app, specific, specifically Trello. Trello. All right. I haven't checked that one out yet. You want to explain a little bit about kind of what that does? Okay. So actually, I'm really, I just, I just, I really want to share this to everybody right now because uh, Trello is actually a great platform for arranging your ideas or tasks or notes because do you have a task board? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so where you list down your tasks or you list down your notes and you try to move your notes to a list, separate list, and so on and so forth. And that's a chunk, that's, that's a Trello, that's Trello. But okay, gotcha, gotcha. Sounds like a good way to keep things organized. Yes. Um, so that might move in a little bit to the next question here, but, uh, how do you schedule your time and plan ahead? Okay. So how do I schedule my time? Actually, I schedule my time the day before. I try to do that. Sometimes I kind of forget about that. And when I do that, some, some of my work is, uh, a lot done. So that's the most important thing. And, and when planning ahead is really, I just, I plan the day before, or if it's a really long week, I try to plan the week ahead. Okay. Gotcha. And last question here, how do you get focused and stay productive when you have a lot of stuff that you have to get done? Okay, that's actually nice. I have a morning routine and I have a self-affirmation routine. All right. Ian, you gave some great information about prospecting and um, finding new clients. And I'm super happy that you shared all that great information. But before we wrap up, I'll ask you to provide one main takeaway that you want everyone to remember from this interview. Okay, so my one key takeaway away for you guys listening right now is to go for your dreams and to have the bigger desire to actually reach out to your dreams. Awesome. That's a great main takeaway. Um, and where can we find more about you? And if the audience wants to connect with you, where can they find you? Okay, so they can reach out to my Facebook or Instagram. And soon I'm about to reach my, I'm about to publish a blog, but I'm still weighing on in the pros and cons. But it's a more of a pro, so I'm about to publish a blog. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and I'll make sure to put the links to your Instagram in the show notes. And if your blog is out there by the time that this episode is live, I'll have the link to that as well. So everyone listening can go check those out and connect with you. I'm super happy to have you on the podcast to talk with you. Okay, thank you, Cameron. I'm really glad I was able to share Ian's story with all of you guys. Thanks again for being on the show, Ian. And thank you to everyone listening right now. I truly appreciate your support on this journey. And make sure to leave a rating, leave a written review, and hit that subscribe button if you want to hear more amazing entrepreneurial stories and advice. I also encourage you to head over to studentbuiltstartups.com for the links to everything that we mentioned here, the highlights of everything that we talked about, as well as an opportunity to sign up for our newsletter. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the next episode.